Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. The Whoa. dogs are out. <laughs> the dogs are out, bro. Uh, that was a, an interesting, truly interesting little documentary. It got me hyped up, dude. I don't know if it was that or the monster energy. It's coursing through my veins. <laughs> Might be the monster, <laughs> I think. I think or so, dude. Or the beerster. There were so many twists and turns. I, I was gonna. We watched a documentary about the Baja men. Uh, I did not realize that they basically just got like three younger dudes to be the, the front older men. Yeah, they're like they're kind of like a Millie Vanilli situation almost, mm-hmm. right? A little bit. I think so. And then you, who else did that? Didn't the weather? The um, it's a raining man. Hallelujah, it's a raining man. Apparently, those are like 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 some like slightly larger women in that band mm. and then they they're got just behind the curtains yeah <laughs> doing singing from behind the curtains <laughs> they were their dresses with people dude. out front um yeah pretty much they had like three like more conventionally attractive women mm-hmm. be the weather girls okay but uh you know so that happens a lot in 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 hollywood in the industry uh holly think- weird Holly Weird. I think that uh, sophomores get to that point right now where they might, you know, they need to find a, a younger, yeah. hotter Jimmy Selesky. Just three hot black women as <laughs> sophomores. Are you sure this and is And you guys so... are behind the curtain. Wait, you guys play at the point once a month? I don't remember seeing you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, you know, what are you going to do? You know? Comes a time in every man's life. I uh, rigged up the studio, as I told you uh, earlier. Yeah, it is looking nice in here. Spent- For the audience, you don't know, but we see it. Yeah. It's uh the main thing is this switches thing. That was cool. I was really stoked about that. Um I spent about five hours just like rewiring everything. And then at the end of that five hours, I sat back and I looked around the room and I realized I, I thought, what did I actually do? <laughs> because if I, I, I you wouldn't believe this, but Starting around 2 p.m. today, 1 p.m. actually, mm-hmm. I came in here and I unplugged every cord in the room. Yeah. Because my goal was to reconnect everything. Obviously, I had to rig up the switch system, but that was yeah. that was done in like three seconds. That was mm-hmm. just... And then I was going to rewire it so that it was more organized. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks more organized. I stepped back and I looked under the desk and I was like, this looks the exact same. I mean, well, it just it moved over there now. Well, I got a longer. It used to be under the table. <laughs> yeah. Now it's over there. Yeah. That took me six hours. <laughs> six. I mean, it looks nice. Undeniable hours. And I was just sitting. I There's was still like, a pile, but it's like an organized pile. Yeah. Before well, it was like a rat's nest. I'm referring more to this like whole like slew of like like vine jungle ish type of thing going from this table to that yeah, table in the back. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, there's less of it here now. Yeah, it's That's uh, something. it's more of a psychological thing. You know, there's something about walking in here and just hitting that switch and be like, it's go time, baby. Yeah. Let me flip this switch. I got super quick access so that we could watch a 30 minute documentary immediately <laughs> after I hit the switch. <laughs> exactly. It's a good thing well, I we got... use the setup time for now watching YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd still be centering the camera right now. Exactly. So it all worked out, really. Um, what else happened today? Oh, dude, yesterday I got a... um. A promotional offer, and it's good. It was perfect timing because I wasn't. I I know I need a new phone. We we know I need a new phone. Yeah. Um. But I'm not gonna get one. Why? You know? Why would you? <laughs> you know. You but fixed that one. Like I don't know. A countless amount of times. Yeah. Literally countless. Count this is not the same phone. 
This is no. a different phone. That's eight different phones combined <laughs> into one. The only thing, so like this phone is kind of like people say, you know how they have that thing where they're like, your cells regenerate every seven years, so technically you're not the same person you were seven years ago. Yeah. So the only thing that really makes you you is the idea of you, because yeah. there's not a single cell in your body that is you from seven years. Yeah, this and that's is, your memory card. This, <laughs> that's this the only phone, thing that's the same. The only thing that keeps this phone the same phone from six years ago is the idea of this phone. Exactly. There's not a single part that is from, this is a totally different phone. Yeah. Everything has been changed at some point. Yeah, that's a Samsung Galaxy S50 plus. <laughs> plus. <laughs> yeah, dude, but they're all running this thing. This is a Galaxy S6, technically, mm-hmm. according to the law. Yeah, uh, the screen's get- from a 7, the battery's <laughs> from a 5, <laughs> headphone um, jack's from a 9 somehow. Oh, the headphone jack doesn't even work, so probably from something earlier. Um, so I get this thing in the mail that says, trade in any Galaxy series phone in any condition and get a free Galaxy S22. Ooh, you're going to go from a Galaxy 6 <laughs> to a Galaxy 22. I'm literally not going to know what to do. <laughs> How is that even possible? I don't know. How do they have that many new phones since you got a phone? Dude, I mean, how many? I Now that I think about it, that is true. Like, what's the iPhone up to? iPhone's at uh, like 13 right now. So iPhone must come out with one, what, every year? Every other year, maybe, but like, how many, like, Samsung, when did you get your phone? And it, you didn't get like the top of the line phone when you got it. No, no, no. When you I got, got like a year or two old model, yeah. When I got the S6, I think they were up to like S8 or 9 at that point. Okay. It wasn't too far behind. You weren't that far behind, but yeah, an eight. Oh my god, so it's been like 12. Has it been 12 years since you got a phone? <laughs> uh i think this phone was per- the idea of this phone was purchased in 2017 okay which isn't that long ago so i remember five does samsung really come out with two new phones a year apparently i remember because i broke this phone throwing my jacket at a wall in an <laughs> argument with my ex and yeah, so around 2018 <laughs> yeah yeah exactly pretty sure. so this new phone basically i've had since then which is like i remember when i had this phone i thought that i was really dealing with some like high technology shit yeah and now i I, remember when you got that phone you're like guys check this shit out (laughs) brand spanking new you get like crack the screen a week later (laughs) because i i think if i'm not mistaken i may may have been i may have only been one phone away at that point from like a slide phone Mm. which i think they're trying to bring back have you seen that yeah. I saw like some. They brought back like a razor. They brought back like a. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the chocolate's next. Do you remember the chocolate? Uh, yes, but I don't remember what it was. The LG chocolate. It was just like a little. It was a candy bar phone, but oh. it was like a little phone and then it slid up. So then the screen oh, came yeah. up and then the keyboard was underneath the screen. That was. See, see I like the idea of bringing that back just because it's like cool. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you navigate. Like, I guess you have the option at that point. Like, you can text on this. But, like, you, mm-hmm. when you're just on Instagram, like, you're still... Yeah, you're just swiping. You're not using yeah. your keyboard to scroll up and down. We're not going back to non-touchscreen phones, is my point. Yeah, fuck you that. You know? But honestly, you know, I kind of liked T9. Remember T9 texting? Yeah, T9 I wasn't bad. That. If I got... I think Swipe's better. Swipe is way better. Swipe is way better. There's a lot of holdouts from the... Uh, 
Apple community. I think it's because people Swipe that Swipe is integrated like into the Apple keyboard now. It is. Yeah. But it didn't used to be. Galaxy no. had it first. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is, you know, I as a because I, I really was seriously considering getting an iPhone. Because really the only reason up until yesterday when I saw his promotional offer that I don't get an iPhone mm-hmm. is because fuck you. It's the only reason. Not you. Why don't you get the free S22? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sell it. Sell it. Buy an iPhone 7. <laughs> because. <laughs> then keep an extra, you know, 800 bucks in your pocket. Sell that and then get a Galaxy <laughs> S9. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Get the Galaxy that blows up. Get that I'm gonna one. go to the phone and be like, "Yeah, I know you're offering me this S22, but you got like an 11. I could yeah. have. I can't. I can't jump 16 <laughs> generations of phones here. Yeah, my That's heart's a lot. gonna stop. <laughs> but really, that was the only reason. I think because there's a natural. Um, and this is an outsider's perspective. I think that it's always bugged me the whole thing about like, oh, you have green text and shit like that. It's like, dude. Give me a break. Like, and I, I really do think that that's part of the reason why it's a smart marketing tactic that Apple does there is that they, if you don't have an Apple, if you don't have an iPhone, like everything, like they just like blow up your spot. Yeah. You know, like they have like different chargers. They have like, you know, obviously you can't be in like the only, okay, this is the true reason I would get an iPhone. The only reason. I want to be able to react to people's texts without texting back. Yeah. When I saw that, because that was like a recent development within the past two years, I'd say. Because mm-hmm. I remember I was texting somebody, and when you have a droid, when they when they like your comment or something, it will just show up in my phone as... Like their contact name, liked, Liked, whatever. and then a quote of my text. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw that, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, <laughs> yeah. why did he just say liked and then quoted my text? Yeah. And then I came to find, oh, the Apple people are on to the next level of... That is a genius invention. Because so many times when you text somebody or somebody texts you and it's like, well, I mean, like, I don't really have anything to say, mm-hmm. but that's what the like is for. Exactly. The like is there to be like, I like this. You know, you can't just text it. The, the 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 old school version of that was just saying like LOL or like okay, mm-hmm. which is like a dick thing to do. K, just K? A K, yeah, yeah. People would get so upset about the K text. Oh, I hate it, dude. Yeah, I, I loved to deploying a K. I loved it. You deploy the K? I deployed so many Ks. I've deployed. I'm gonna say, I've grown up since then. Oh but, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. back in my day, K is a. That's a spiteful uh, teenage move a little bit, you know? <laughs> Not even spiteful. It's just like, all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to fucking text all this back. I'm just going to say K. I'm going to say I've deployed single-digit Ks in my life. You know what I mean? Like single-digit. I can't think of... I've done a couple ironically, mm. but like maybe... I feel like that's a thing. Like a K is something you send out when you're like talking to a girl... But you're not really dating at all. Mm-hmm. And like you kind of get the vibe that it's not moving in that direction. And they say something like, like you made plans to hang out. And then at the last minute, they're like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay. You know? And we haven't been in that situation in so long, yeah. you know, that it, like the K is unnecessary at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, hopefully, maybe, maybe, maybe Galaxy will surprise me and, and break out the reactions things. That would be amazing for me. Who knows? You know, it might work. 
you never know. Yeah, so now I just have to download all the stuff on my old phone. This will be this will be the first time in my life if I can make it to February 25th when mm. my phone comes in the mail. If I can make it, hell yeah. So it's already on the way. Technically, it's a pre-order. So you have to do you have to like send your old one back in when yeah. you get the new one? Yeah. Okay. That's not yeah. that bad. Uh 32 gigs of storage on this one, 256 on my new one. That's an upgrade. I'm gonna be storing everything. Do you know how often I have to delete stuff off my phone just to save a screenshot? That's crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember Instagram would like auto put auto settings so that like whenever you post a story, it would save it to your phone. Mm-hmm. That ruined my phone. Oh, I bet. Ruined my phone. Yeah. I'd be like posting a story. It's like, can't post a story. Not enough storage. I'm like, what do you mean not enough storage? On Instagram? There's Instagram not enough... doesn't have enough storage. <laughs> yeah, we've only given your account 30 megabytes per month. <laughs> can only do two, one video or three photos. <laughs> but if I can make it to February 25th, this will be the first time in my life where I have had a phone and then on my own accord without breaking or losing it, mm-hmm. got another phone. Yeah. So it'll be the first time I didn't lose all my contacts. That is huge. Didn't lose all my phone recordings, my notes, my pictures. If I can make it. Yeah, you got to knock on wood. <laughs> you're right. Thank you. Because you know I'm going to lose. You're going to lose <laughs> You know I'm going to lose With the amount that you're talking about it? The way you're hyping it up? I got exactly two weeks, dude. It's, or tomorrow is, what is today? My minute hand begins. is conveniently. It is the 10th right now. The 10th. So about two weeks. Yeah. I got to make it two weeks. The one thing I will miss about having a piece of shit phone is not having, having the care. excuse. Having the excuse. Yeah. And also just being able to leave it anywhere. You walk mm-hmm. back in. Hey, you see a phone. They're like, yes, this is clearly yeah, yours. this is yours. No one stole it. Don't worry. Yeah, people you know? are thinking about stealing it. And then they just are like, oh, this is from 2010. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, literally... I told you, I told that story on the podcast where that junkie guy like stole my phone and wallet. Neither one were impressive enough for him to keep it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you know, you're like, damn, even a junkie was looking at me like, dude, come on, get an upgrade. Sorry, man. I thought this was my phone with how shitty it was. (laughs) I thought this was the free phone I got from Walmart. I thought this was my phone four years ago. Oh, I had this phone before my life fell apart. I used to be like you. I had that phone. <laughs> this is why my life fell <laughs> Leave apart. Leave it all over the place. <laughs> See, back then, this phone was a little more valuable. Yeah, I left this phone on this bench four years ago. I thought it was still mine. <laughs> <But it> took... <laughs> Turns out it was yours. <laughs> oh, geez, Louise. So that's that's a little weekly update for me, dude. What you got going on in um, the life of E. Glazer? In the life of E. Glazer. Did you watch the new uh, season of South Park that started? No, I didn't know it started. I, didn't I hear watched about the first episode of it, and it was like, there were some funny moments in it, but the, it was like a really long like metaphor for wearing masks, and it was just like really weird <laughs> to mm. make that like the full 22-minute story. Oh, so, it was about well, like... um. It, it had something to do with like, all right, you got to wear pajamas, like, uh, you got to wear your pajamas from your t- your walking into the restaurant to your table. Once you get to the table, you can take the pajamas <laughs> off if you want to. And it's like, okay, like I get what you're doing here, but also that's not the same thing. <laughs> like, I get that like putting a mask on is an inconvenience, but it's not changing your entire wardrobe yeah and also pajamas don't protect you against anything 
It's not like they're protecting against up, fucking dude. scary monsters under your they bed or anything. Like, they kind of do. <laughs> they might. <laughs> they protect you against being cold when you wake up in the middle of the night. The only thing pajamas do is if you wear them before there might be a snow day, there will be a snow day. That is true, but only if you wear them inside out. Mm-hmm. These are facts. That's a fact. We didn't make that up. We didn't make that up. We both knew it. Somebody made that up. Someone made that up. It wasn't us. Enough people did it, and it became a thing. Mm-hmm. You tell a lie long enough becomes the truth. Stalin mm-hmm. said that. Uh, I think uh, Jamie Selesky said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> the Stalin of Taos and Merrill. Yeah, we'll just keep saying that lie. <laughs> the Stalin. We'll you didn't have a clue. lying, it'll be true. We're lying, baby. We're lying. So they didn't do like the typical like hour-long thing they've been doing lately. It was just a flat-out 30-minute episode, standard South Park accoutrement. Yeah, I only saw the first episode. They did some sort of like post pandemic special but it was like a paramount plus exclusive or something weird did we not see that together Mm-mm. we didn't watch that Mm-mm. hmm oh yeah yeah because it was them in the future or something like that right yeah, yeah something weird yeah i didn't see it yeah i didn't see it either but yeah i don't know it, we we used to always watch like south park after the podcast mm-hmm. that was a weekly tradition when they're running and yeah, I don't know. I was a little let down yeah. by that episode. There but wasn't hey. like a, but hey, who knows? I'll watch the second one. Because it's a whole season see what to happens. watch. We'll watch. We'll watch. We'll see what happens. Um, And ooh. then outside of that, I don't know. You just said, ooh, so what are you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, uh, we haven't done a Towson Talk segment in a while. Mm-hmm. Break out a little Towson Talk. A five-year tradition. Um, Local happening that i almost was a part of Uh oh so <laughs> <laughs> there's a rally at <laughs> um so i attended oh no <laughs> emo night oh shit okay i attended emo night at the record at the record theater nice um which was actually fun i will say uh I found out some things after the fact that kind of tainted the experience slightly. But a lot of the people were underage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because that's what it's like at uh, the auto bar emo night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I would imagine so. I didn't really, I mean, it looked like everybody there was around our age. Because I feel like emo night would appeal to, I if you're in Towson, I feel like emo night appeals to people our age. Yeah, people our age are people who are like, that's their aesthetic yes you know what i mean but if you're in downtown like auto bar area remington that probably appeals to a lot of younger kids that uh enjoy like that they maybe they didn't grow up with that but that they let that they're like nostalgic for like it's kind of like how i like like third eye blind and matchbox 20 even though i was like four when those bands were out you know what i mean so like you just like them because their music was like in movies you liked exactly like when i attend like a 90s night or something which i have never done um but i imagine if i did it's like (laughs) you show up in your pajamas inside out (laughs) yeah that's 90s dude a big blankie that you walk in holding like well this is what i did in the 90s (laughs) this is how i dressed in the 90s yeah (laughs) pissed pants and all Nineties, <laughs> see 90s some pumpkins. Rolled. Put in a fucking pacifier. <laughs> Are you a rug rat? No, I'm me. Um, 
But like, you know, you, you go there and you see the people, the way they're dressed and it's like, oh yeah, I feel like I kind of vaguely remember people dressing this. But emo night is kind of triggering because, dude, we were in middle school when that shit was popping yeah. up. So that's the worst time in our lives. Mm-hmm. That was what people looked like. Yeah, that's so, what we looked like and dressed like. <laughs> yeah, dude. Remember when we always used to wear eyeliner and fucking... Well, not know, like that, but just like wearing belt. like mostly black and like... Yeah, if I showed up to emo night in fucking uh, blue basketball shorts and... Sketchers. <laughs> Sketchers <laughs> and, and calf-high socks and a Speed Racer t-shirt. Nah, just your Dumbarton Middle School gym shirt. <laughs> it says Seleski on the back. Emo night. <laughs> emo night. <laughs> That's how I dressed in the early 2000s. What the fuck's the problem? <laughs> Like a bottle of lotion next to me. <laughs> yeah, I took this from my mom. She doesn't know. <laughs> Classic 2003. <laughs> so I was there, and it was it was a little bit kind of like you know, Liv is is uh you know a little bit younger for five years younger or whatever, and five six seven eight nine years younger you know, and like <laughs> <laughs> no one do the math on that. Hey, no one has to do the math on this. And and like and like I realized like oh like. She wasn't in fucking middle school when this is happening. Like she was mm-hmm. in fucking elementary school. So it's like it was like for me, I was like, you know, it's it's nice for people your age to come here and be like, oh yeah, like fun retro. But for me, I'm like, dude, I fucking hated this shit, dude. I hated <laughs> this music. I hated this look. But now I like it. Yeah. Now I can look only because, you know, I have historical context. I can look back and be like, you know what, emo music was not that bad. Yeah, it was just know? the people that sucked. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Dude. Absolutely. You only experienced emo people. So it was fun. Um, great time. They played two hours. The the band was called Tickle Me Emo, though. That was <laughs> Oh no. That was the only uh, that was you know. Look I get where you're I get where you're going with that, but like do you also do like emo birthday parties for kids like what i just such an interesting name i just feel like you know just because the pun works doesn't mean it needs to be your band name yeah like that could work in the title sequence of a bob's burgers episode as a one shot yes but like no it's kind of like a commitment to being I don't want to sound like I'm just uh, again the the band was like the band was good mm-hmm. the event was fun yeah but little constructive criticism from you know artist to artist person mm-hmm. that wants to play at the record to person that is playing at the record the name tickle me emo is very it's limiting yeah it's limiting because it's it's like I feel like you can't really take that name serious you can't. No. You can't. Like, and nobody's then also, like, like, at the end of the day, like, this is way out in the future. Like, you're going to have to change it anyway. You have Elmo in the title. Well, I think that that might be a... Um, or, or no, fucking, uh, it's an emo in the title. Never mind. Yeah, but the, the logo is Tickle Me Emo, and then there's a, a picture of Elmo with, like, a beanie and, like, emo hair. Oh, okay, so that's even worse. So they're leaning into <laughs> they're the leaning into Elmo that. thing. Yeah. You know, okay. again, it's like just because it works doesn't mean it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's plenty of great puns that like I'm not going to name my fucking band that. You know what I mean? And it's I, I think there is a certain level of um 
I think when they're when you are very much in the mindset of being a strictly cover band, which they appeared to be, because mm-hmm. um, I checked out the guy's YouTube channel and like even his YouTube channel is just like him doing music videos, but for covers. Yeah, like full produced music videos. Oh shit! For songs that have already been mm-hmm. played and have full produced music videos. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, if there is no, I guess attempt at breaking out into doing your own thing then i guess you can kind of have like a hokey yeah, type fuck of it. the name's a cover too exactly <laughs> the name of the band's a cover, it's a cover bro. you know and <laughs> i think that is like i think that is like a common trend with cover, cover bands. bands yeah because it's like when you hear like a cover band there's like certain names like you hear the name and you're like oh that's a cover band you know mm-hmm. like there'll be bands like there's a 90s band called like the rollerblades and like that's just a name that just sounds like okay the rollerblades or like yeah. the Reagan years. They play 80s music, you know? And it's like, okay, well, and almost in a way, it actually serves you better if that's your main goal mm-hmm. is to do that because like you become like the premier band for that niche because you've solidified yourself in that niche. Yeah. You've limited you yourself to that have niche. You have the genre in the name of your band. Yes. Yes. So if someone Googles emo cover bands, oh, Tickle Me Emo. Tickle Me Emo. Okay, perfect. But like, Yeah, I guess what we're both saying is, like, I'm going to emo night. Mm -hmm. If somebody came up to me and said, yo, Tickle Me Emo is playing at the record. You going? Are you down or are you down? Yeah. I don't think I'm down. But if you hear, oh, emo night's tonight at the record, you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So so I say this. Is there going to be a DJ playing a bunch of emo songs? That'd be cool. Oh, no, it's a live band doing it? Great. Yeah. Don't tell me the name of it, though. Don't. Whatever you do, just don't. <laughs> you do, don't, don't tell don't, me the name of it. <laughs> don't spoil it. I am excited right now. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm getting dressed as we speak, and I swear to God, if you say a name, <laughs> I will take off my skinny jeans immediately. You know how hard it is to get these on. <laughs> I don't want to take them off. I don't want to. I got to be I drunk w- to take these off. <laughs> I got to be drunk and coated in sweat to even try to get these guys off. <laughs> so... I think the moral of the story as it pertains to that is... Um, change the name. Just change the name. Just change the name. That's, That's it. all we ask. That's it. It's like, dude, I, no... Listen, the record changed their name due to Jimmy's will. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's power. Yeah. Are we happy it's His not called Record 2.0? You're welcome. Yeah. Is you are welcome. happy about that? Yeah. Everyone's happy Everyone's about happy. that. Everyone's happy. In fact, if you didn't even know that was a thing, also, you're welcome. Because yeah. you didn't have to know it was a thing. Yeah, because we do stuff not so people know about it. Yeah. We do it for the betterment of Towson. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, kings mm-hmm. of Towson. Kings of Towson, dude. So we saw that pop and we said no. And so this is an opportunity. If There's another says, thing. We're just we're calling it like we see it. Yeah. And it's That's like, dude, it. no criticism about the band. Like the band was good. And the set list was good. They should have played Good Charlotte, the anthem. They didn't. Mm-hmm. I wrote it on the little list. You had a list that in the back where you been... could write... That's a Maryland anthem. And I guarantee you they will at the next show because they played two all-time low songs. Mm. And it's like, dude, okay, but outside of all-time low, the other big band, arguably as big, maybe bigger? I think at the time, bigger. Oh, yeah. All-time low, I think, might be bigger now just because they've had better, like, longevity. But, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Good Good Charlotte was huge. Good Charlotte was big when that shit was big. I feel like all-time low was almost, like, post- pop punk post emo pop punk Mm -hmm. because it was like i feel like all time low hit their stride in like the the late 2000s like 08 09 yeah but like when you think of 
emo, you're thinking of the early 2000s, I feel like, to Definitely. mid, early to mid, and good Charlotte. Middle school for us. <laughs> yeah, middle school for us. When you think of emo, you think when Jimmy and Eric were in middle school. Exactly. That's what everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. And that's what we think as well. So We think that everyone thinks. <laughs> we think that everyone thinks that. <laughs> so it's true. So it's true. <laughs> um. So yeah, you got to do good Charlotte, bro. But like, so, you know, I wrote that on the little request sheet and that was, uh, I think they'll heed that because that was, and, and Alex was the one who convinced me to do it. Convinced me. Not Did you sign me. it? I, I said, I wrote. Say shadow king of Towson. <laughs> I just wrote Jamie crown above the fucking first letter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wrote my family crest under it. You're the hand, dude. Yeah. The Everyone invisible hand. The pieces, dude. The invisible hand of the Towson market. <laughs> <laughs> Moving chess pieces. A lot of people are probably wondering, hey, why did the point change their live music time slot to 8 to 12? I don't know. Pawn E7. Checkmate. D5. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Who knows, you know? Who knows these days? But anyway, that was Emo Night. That was fun. That event ended at approximately 10 p.m., at which point we were like, oh, let's go to Rec Room for a splash. So we tried to go in through the side door. The bouncer wasn't letting us through the side Oof. door into the Rec Room patio. I was like, dude, come on. It's the same place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then... You, you have eyes. You can look at my ID. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's like, dude, come on. And then we were like, well, we have drinks in our hand. I don't feel like walking out front and having to lose a drink just to walk. And and then stand in line at Rec Room, too. <laughs> Wait, how'd you guys have drinks in your hands? Because we were at Rec oh, We were at Rec okay, drinking. Okay, okay, we okay. wanted to just, instead of going outside and back in the Rec Room, we just want to go through the door that leads to Rec Room yeah, from yeah, Rec yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the bouncer was like, no. And we were like, well, fuck. Now we have to walk out front of the Wrecker. And then next door to the rec room, there's probably a line, which means now we got to stand in line. And even though we've been inside for two hours, that's ridiculous. And, <laughs> and we can't. You guys have drinks. Yeah. Also, we have <laughs> drinks. So, like, you know. Um, so, luckily, we caught the owner and he was like, oh, yeah, just go through the kitchen. So, we went to the kitchen. That was cool. Nice. So, we go through the kitchen and immediately within three seconds of rec room, we're like, let's go smoke a cig. <laughs> we're smoking a cig and we're like, dude, there's way too many college kids here, you know? Just way too many college kids. I Take our there. drinks out the side. So yes, that's <laughs> go what we, over to Town Tavern. <laughs> yeah, that's what we tried to do. So we're smoking a cig in the rec room patio, and we see all these kids like hop in the fence into rec room. Into rec room. Oh shit! Like you know how they have like back back patio. They got a guy watching the door in between wrecker to rec room, but not the side fucking wall. So that's they exposed. have for the, for anybody who's not familiar with rec room, this is going to be a riveting. 30 seconds but for anybody who is you're gonna love it um rec room the outback they have like the parking lot area kind of looks like a parking lot yeah. and then they have that like back backs part where it's like another bar and blah blah blah. Yeah. that part is closed because it's cold as fuck mm-hmm. um so the the back that i'm referring to now is the basically the parking lot section to the back of the main rec room yes over on that side is completely unattended. Nobody's over there. So mm-hmm. people are sneaking into that side. The bouncers uh, are up here guarding the back gate of yeah, this part, yeah. but they're not even paying attention over there. Plus, it's like a metal fence with like spikes. Yeah, so you wouldn't think people would jump over it. Yeah. So it's like, what do they call those, by the way? Barbed wire. It wasn't barbed wire. That'd be a little intense. No. But it was just like spiky metal. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hop that. No. But they were. So there's a bunch of kids hopping in, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the bouncers don't notice like a bunch of people coming out of the spot that's closed. Well, what they're doing is this is a major security flaw in Rec Room's part is that bathrooms right there. The bathrooms there. So they're going in and they're walking immediately to the bathroom and then walking mm. out of the bathroom as if they've been there. Smart. Pretty smart. Something Not something we wouldn't have done in our no, prime. Of course. Of course. You know, a great game plan. Eventually, after about six kids, they get caught. 
right? So then they are forced to get in the main line where immediately within 30, I'm going to say about a minute, a fight breaks out in the main line. And now you just see people like pushing out of the way, blah, blah, blah. The bouncers take the other gate and close off the whole thing. They're like, hey, my God, blah, 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 blah. And Alex, Liv, and I, Dalton and Kelsey just left and we're like, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, you could just feel the tension was rising a little bit. You know, it's yeah, like we yeah. were already thinking about leaving and now this is going on. It's like, I'm not trying to be here. This is not our scene, dude. We're emo. We're emo, dude. We, we were at the wrecker. Now we're here. So we were like, all right, let's walk out the front because that is all fucked up. So we try to walk out the front. They're not letting us out the front. You can't walk out the front right now. You got to go out the back. And we're like, fuck. So we try to go out the back. They're like, no, you can't go out the back. You got to go out the front. We're like, dude, we're the, the front, <laughs> we, we gotta, we're leaving. Yeah. And so they like make the people part like the Red Sea so we can leave. And uh, as I'm walking away, I say to Alex, we're both like, geez, that was kind of intense. And like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a betting man, but I'm going over under one stabbing at rec room tonight. Oof. Night goes on. We go to the point, cross the street. Get a couple drinks, watch the band, Brody Wingate Trio. I believe one of them was from this band, uh, Never Ending Fall. Uh, good. They were really good. And um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta give it to him. Gotta give it to him. It the a name. Tough game. Well. <laughs> you know, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Those kids were good. Um, and uh, so we leave the point. Alex goes home. Get a text at four in the morning going like, yo, or actually like two in the morning. He's like, yo, there's cop cars everywhere outside a rec room. And I'm like, and he's like, apparently somebody was shot. What the fuck? So there's a video, um, which if I was fucking smart, I would have pulled it up, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter. You really can't see anything. But like right out front of the rec room, just a huge brawl broke out in the middle of York Road. And apparently yeah. somebody pulled out a gun and started shooting. I don't think Jeez. anybody was shot. I don't think yeah. anybody was hit. But it was like a big deal. And I was like, damn, dude, we kind of, we sensed it. Spider sense. It's not every night somebody gets shot in Towson, dude. That's not a every mm -hmm. night occurrence. So the fact that we happen to be at that bar, our Spidey sense, that, that was Spidey sense, dude. Yeah. We like, we're fucking like, mm, let's get the fuck out of here. Something, you could just, feel, it is weird. You could just feel it. Yeah. The vibes was off. They was off. They was off. And uh, we got out of there. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, that's also, like, the kind of thing, too. Like, when college is in session, like, most of those bars in Towson are, like, at least for me, I don't fuck with them. Because I'm not, like, in that, like, let's go out, get fucked up and mm -hmm. fucking dance and blah, 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 blah. Not even talk to girls and just be <laughs> mad that no one wanted to fuck me. And... I like, live I'm not about it. that anymore. Yeah, yeah, me neither. That's why we always leave. It's, like, I think we like to think we still can be about it. Yeah, it's not like I like actively try to go out. I, I actively try to not go to those. Not try not to, but I don't try to. Mm -hmm. Like when I go out in Towson, it's usually to like the Point or the Kent or like a bar where like I know yeah, like, the that's people what there. I'm into. Yeah, like I like that. Where kind you can of actually shit. like hear your friends. Yeah, I'm not trying to be at fucking rec room and be like ten years older than the oldest person in there and just like like it's cool sometimes if it's not too crazy and we can kind of sit at the corner of a bar and just kind of be like mm -hmm. the, the high society of Towson and like all the bartenders are hooking us up and like taking care of us first and like it's just kind of funny to see like the look on younger dudes faces when like the bartenders come up to us first and they're just yeah, yeah. Like, fuck I've been waiting here I was like dude why don't you get a fucking life then why don't you get a fucking <laughs> why life why don't you just come here every day <laughs> yeah dude you haven't put in the drinking hours that I put in dude <laughs> what makes you think you deserve this now go fuck that sorority girl and get the fuck out of my face dude 
but that's the only time I go out uh, to those type of places. But like, yeah, it really, it's nice because um, as you get older, it's like, wow, I don't have to like make myself not want to do that. I legitimately don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? I mean, you get it out of your system pretty quick, I feel like. We never... At least for most people. We never... I Okay, I'll say this. I think the only reason I even halfway do it sometimes is I didn't quite get out of my system. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was certainly... We've talked about this in the past. Like, there's definitely aspects of that time period of life, like the college years, that I do look back and I'm like, damn, did we do that wrong? Like, did we not do our early 20s correctly? You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, probably, but also at the same time, like, what are you going to do, dude? You're going to be one of those old men who look back being like, I would, if I knew now, <laughs> back then, what I knew now, I'd slay. Oh, no, I'm not going to be one of those guys. Dude. Can't be one of those guys. I'm going to be one of those guys that sits there and goes, I really blew it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I really blew it, dude. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, everyone blows it at something. I was thinking about, actually, earlier today, I woke up for some reason. It was in the morning. That's the main reason. I'm a nightmare. <laughs> in my early 20s, I was blowing it. <laughs> a daymare at 9 a.m. I was like, ah, it's early. <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> now I'm up. My life is Ruined. a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and so i get up at 9 20 today uh for some reason Hell yeah. and um i i i was i was haunted by this memory that had i had blocked out um which was i was at this house party it was an apartment party actually mm-hmm. in towson woods where i eventually wound up living i'm um, not the same apartment though and i was at this party and this girl started talking to me, and then she was like, let's go to the bathroom. Ooh. We went to the bathroom, and I was, like, drinking at this point. So I'm, like, drinking. I'm, I'm going to stay in drinking, because I already was drinking. I'm going to maintain that energy. Mm-hmm. Walk in the bathroom. I'm like, I really got to take a piss. Don't look. <laughs> so she's just, like, obviously looking. Yeah. And I'm obviously, like, maneuvering my hand. Yeah, so she can't to see what's going on. Try to block it, yeah. So try to block, and I'm also pissing on the side of the bowl to not be too noisy. Mm-hmm. Zip up, talk, five, ten minutes. You want to go back out to the party? <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're, you're subconscious. It's trying to give you the experience that you missed out on. Yes. But you have no reference material to work off of. <laughs> so it's just using what would have most likely happened in real life. Not even a fictionalized version of it. That is what happened. That was a real thing that happened in my life. No. That was a real I thought thing. that was the dream. No, no. Wait, what? That, uh, the, that was a real life event I described to you. I swear to God. No. I was 21 years old. Girl takes me in there, take a piss. We're in the bathroom, talking, talking, talking. I could tell that I was supposed to do something, but I was a fucking pussy. Yeah. And so I didn't, I mean, it was right there. It's like, dude, she literally just told me to take her in the fucking bathroom. It's like, it's game over. Yeah. And now, and then I walked out, and immediately at that point, I knew I'd fucked up because she just stopped talking to me. You know, what's the point of talking to me at that point? And then 
I think <laughs> from her perspective, she's like, you want to go to a bathroom? And you're like, yeah, I really got to piss. <laughs> and then you get to the bathroom and then you really just piss. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> like, imagine you just standing in a bathroom, just watching someone piss. And you're just in there, just watching it. That's what you put her through. <laughs> You just made her watch you piss. Blair Witch style. She probably went to the corner after a while. It's like a way, with you. <laughs> like a way shittier Harvey Wine scene where you just watch me piss in a fucking toilet. <laughs> um, Not even exposing yourself. You're doing it as stealthily as possible. Don't look at me. I know you think we're about to have sex, but I don't want you to see my dick. I don't want you to hear me pee. And so, yeah, that really did happen. And I think that I was so... And, and here's what I... I couldn't remember the girl. And I think what I did... I that's for the best. <laughs> I think what I did when I woke up this morning for about the next 15 minutes is I'm... Because you know how, like... Uh, I, that, again, that wasn't a dream. I think I, you just sometimes wake up with a certain memory. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, a certain, like, thing that's just, like, on your mind for whatever reason. And so that was, like, stuck in my mind for the first, like, 20 minutes of my day. <coughs> And I think what I did was about 20 minutes into like my morning routine, I convinced myself that that was a girl that I eventually did wind up hooking up with. But here's the truth. It wasn't. I don't think so. I think that I blocked that memory out because I did not remember that until today. And if you would have asked me yesterday if that ever happened, I would have said, I don't think so. Damn. I think that... You unblocked a memory I un- I unlocked, unblocked a memory from my dreams. And now, going back to our original reason we we're talking about this, about like, you know, getting out of your system, there are moments like that when I think back to these, like, I mean, just... Slow pitch softball, just knock it out of the park. Here you go. Here's a freebie that I just completely fumbled the bag. And I think it's those things that I will never, <clears throat> ever live down. Ever. Yeah. Well, that it's like, you know, it's the hindsight thing of like, fuck. Like, but in the moment, like, I don't know. I feel like both of us are, <clears throat> have always been terrible at like sensing vibes like that. Mm-hmm. I think there was such like a disbelief that it was really happening. I think we, it was like so mm-hmm. abnormal to imagine like, whoa, this girl really wants to, like, do people actually fuck in the bathroom at parties? Mm-hmm. Am I the guy who fucks in the bathroom at a party? Not possible. Yeah. And the, it like, could have been. It's crazy to think that that's how you, my mind and probably pro- your mind as well. Like, like at that age, it was like, Jesus Christ, like. Well, and then also, like, you're not as experienced, so then you're, like, you're probably expecting, like, some porn shit to happen where she just, like, instantly starts going at you. Mm-hmm. But, you're no, you're like, oh, let me pee first. Mm. And then you just both transition into a conversation from there. <clears throat> when in reality, you should have just fucking kissed her, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. You should have just kissed her, bro. Kissed her, bro. All I would have had to do was the kiss, dude. It would have gone... Once you get the kiss out of the way, it's bombs away. Yeah. For any young men listening, um, who are 
Dealing but that being said, it's like you shouldn't just go willy nilly kissing chicks like that. You should not willy nilly just because you expect all fucking bars to be loose. Yeah, or no holes barred. No afterwards. holes barred. Um, it, it is a it is a fine line, but but if you guys are both like feeling each other and it's kind of like in that awkward like, all right, like what do we do now type of thing. A good kiss, that'll crack the seal. The kiss is like the fucking dam breaking. Everything flows from there. Yeah. Once you've broken, the hardest thing that I had in my adolescence and my early 20s was, my early adulthood was, was breaking that, bridging that gap between innocent and, oh shit, we're into each other. So like I could hang out with a girl where there was like mountains of sexual tension for like months mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't, do the one thing that would just let everything else happen. You know what yeah. I mean? And so if you're 21 years old, if you're 18, if you're 16, if you're sitting in a bathroom with a girl at a party that just asked you to go into the bathroom, I'm going to venture to say there is a 90... If she, if a girl walks up to you at a party and you're talking for a second and she's like, hey, you want to go to the bathroom? There is a 99. Seven percent chance she, she wants she to hook coke. up with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. And if you have coke, she probably if if she's the type of girl who walks up to a guy and wants to do coke in the bathroom, she's probably also down. I mean, I don't fucking know. I'm just saying you gotta fucking you just gotta you can't don't end up like me blocking shit out. Just blocking out your cringiest moments. <sighs> And then, and then, of course, after that, then my mind goes in the, the, the fucking Jimmy Selesky girl cringe compilation that my mind has just auto-edited yeah. for me. Our minds have fucking high-quality fucking world star comps HQ of our most embarrassing moments. Angles that i never seen before. Yeah. Fucking unfound yeah, footage. No, fucking. She was there. She I, saw that, too. I'm just, like, seeing shit that even I didn't know happened. Like, people outside the bathroom talking. I'm like, how? Like... <laughs> So I, you know, I'm watching the fucking 10 minute fast clip compilation of just every moment I blew mm-hmm. it with a chick in my life. <laughs> and I'm just like, I gotta go, I gotta go to the studio and tear everything apart. We wire it the exact same way. It's the I just only have to do something. I gotta do something. I gotta do some spring cleaning in February. Hey man, it was warm today. It was like warm. Spring. Got me in that Dude, spring. Dude, I can't room. wait for it to be warm again. I'm like, oh I've my. come I've come to the conclusion, like I used to like winter a lot like i used to they used to be one of my favorite seasons but i think spring is my favorite season now spring early summer i can't believe you used it to be a winter feels guy. so good it does feel good it feels so good you finally get the sun again it starts mm-hmm. warming up it's not too warm you can still wear like some you know some sweatpants and a fucking hoodie it's just nice comfy weather it is, it's like, it is such a chemical thing, that like little reaction. You can even smell it in the air. Like yeah. I, I started smelling spring. You just like start smelling like nature again. Mm-hmm. Like during winter, everything's just like cold. Everything's cold. The air is just like, doesn't really smell like anything. It kind of just smells like compost mm. because it's just all the leaves decaying and fucking snow melting and just, just mud everywhere. Mud. But All the spring, grass is dead. You start smelling the grass a little bit. You start smelling like the trees starting to pump out again. 
It's just nice. I love it. I'd like spring to me. Have you ever like seen a your pet in like a sunspot? Yes. And then you go and be like, "What well, underwear is like?" And you just put like, your face in the sunspot and lay there for a second. Oh yeah, that's yeah, spring yeah. to me, baby. Oh yeah, dude. It's like I I was ready to be so happy, and of course you know Marilyn loves to cock tease you with that shit. It's never like we're gonna get another like it's never that easy solid month of fucking just abyss. We're gonna winter. have like another nor'easter. Oh yeah. No, we're going to have at least, yeah, at least one big snowstorm and at least two more just snowstorms in general, because it's already been snowing a bunch this year. Um, I've liked it. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, if it's going to be winter, be winter. winter. Yeah, 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 it's like, there's nothing worse than when it's just cold for no reason. Yeah. It's like, you're going to be cold for no reason. It's like when you see a guy at the gym who's just like humongous and shredded, and it's like, why are you, do you play a sport? What is the purpose of you being yeah. like this? It's like, why you are you 19 degrees right to now? To fucking use Microsoft Office. Yeah, dude. Like, you don't need to be this cold for me to walk to my car. <laughs> you should be snowing so I don't have to walk to my car. Exactly. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, that was that was my morning, at least. Blocked out memories. Blocked out. Cringe compilations. And uh, yeah, every time I find myself accidentally at rec room, it just brings me back. Brings it's got me your back. own little YouTube in your head. Mm-hmm. We all do. Um, fucking. Uh, we got. Something, I had something I wanted to talk about last week, but we did a little shorty. Oh yeah, we both had topics from last week. I forgot. I was trying to think of what yours was though. I don't know. Um, Kanye. Kanye. Yes. And this is even more relevant because he's putting out another song tomorrow. That's why I love that we waited because big developments in both of our topics, Mm -hmm. which is important. So, you know, Kanye on one again, as always. But Mm -hmm. we love it. I love it when he's on one. We love it. We love love it. it. Mm -hmm. But so earlier this month, Kanye was like, I will not be on social media until my album's out. I'm blocking my phone away. I'm getting off all this shit until you know, February 22nd. And then three days later, he's like, you know, fucking he's back calling on out Kim K for being like, you said I put a hit out on you last night. Like, all this crazy shit. Mm. Um, all leading up to tomorrow, he's putting out a song, or a, it's a Fibio Foreign song with Alicia Keys and Kanye. Mm-hmm. And I heard a little early access because Funk Flex played it on his radio show today. Funk Flex! Funk Flex! Um, but there's another little Davidson diss in there mm. talking mm. about rolling up to SNL with like 40 goons. <laughs> <laughs> goons is like his thing, isn't it? Uh, the, uh, Pete Davidson, he had that shirt that said Gooniversity. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I think that's a well, deep goons, cut Pete Davidson well, reference. Well, no, because Goons is like, you know, you're fucking lackeys. It goes way True. back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pete Davidson's What's well, a goon to a like goblin? That. You know, if anything, a little Wayne. Mm-hmm. If anything, Pete Davidson's a goblin. Goon originator. Yes. Yeah. Well, little Wayne's a goblin. Little Wayne's a goblin. So he puts out, he's rolling up to SNL with 40 goons. I saw that you liked a picture that he posted on Instagram. What was it? Please, God, keep my family together. (laughs) Dude, it's so sad. I know. It's so sad seeing it happen in real time. I know. It's like, there's part of that thing. It's like, you know that Kanye is like, I never, I never, ever got on the train uh, that Kanye was mentally ill. 
quite frankly, I personally thought that that was, I truly do believe this. I thought it was semi, uh, I honestly thought it was semi-racist the way that they portrayed him like as a fucking crazy person during the time when he was like supporting like Trump and stuff like that. I, I personally did think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I would be remiss to to act like, you know, he's definitely a little out there. Yeah. But I think that's part of being a profound artist and I think that's part of the artistic mindset. Um, and I think that's that person, that reason, that's the reason why he was able to do what he's done musically and fashion and everything else. Um, but so basically, uh, to catch up to speed, basically, um, you know, he did get back on the internet. (laughs) Good, 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 good. Really didn't leave it. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's putting about like three or four posts out every day, just fucking racking up some content right before his album comes out. Um, he, uh, he's coined the phrase, uh, black future month, which honestly, I, I like, like it. that. I, I like, like that it a lot. lot. Um, <laughs> we both like it. <laughs> Clip. Um, and then, uh, recently Snoop Dogg, uh, he bought death row records, mm. which is like full circle, obviously. For sure. Um, but. Like another rapper was like, Snoop Dogg buying Death Row Records is the most Black Future Month thing ever. And now like everyone's fucking using Black Future Month. Like it's become a real thing. Let's go. It's kind of sick. I kind of like that as a, like, you know, let's keep fucking going. Yeah, I would, I would uh, side on the, I think that, I think that they should definitely run with that. I think that. It should become Black Future Month, dude. I think that's more positive. It is more positive a little bit. It's like, you know, because, you know, you could still talk about the historical thing, but it's like, we're talking about the future, baby. Mm -hmm. What's next? Yeah, where do we want to go? You know, that's good. And leave it to Kanye to come up with something like that. Something that's so undeniably dope. So dope. The man knows dope. He knows what's dope. so good. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Still hung up on, like, saying... uh, they're trying to do me like Michael, which is a very heavy theme in a lot of his new music. Wow. You can, I can kind of see that. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that. You know, I will say, going retroactive back to a couple episodes ago, and I know, you know, I was mainly joking when I said he was winning the divorce because he's dating Julia Fox now. <laughs> um, but it does goes, goes to show that, like... Uh, Julia Fox can't beat out the family. You know, it's like at the end of the day, he wants his wife and kids. Yeah. He wants his family back together. Who cares about banging Julia Fox? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Did I spend two hours in a rabbit hole when I was trying to make the fucking uh, thumbnail for the, the fat system? <laughs> and I was trying to find the perfect picture of Julia Fox. <laughs> and then I've discovered that she had nudes on the internet. Ooh. And then I discovered that there's a bunch of pictures of her on the internet. And I haven't beat off to him yet, I discovered. Yes, I had not discovered that I hadn't <laughs> done that. And, you know, sure, did I look at those pictures for a long time? Did I, you know, you know, save some to my computer th- that I was going to clip out for the thumbnail that never wound up becoming part of the thumbnail, but are just yeah. now... Listen, is there like a whole subsystem of folders with misleading names? Yeah. And are all there... the way at the bottom, there's a hidden <laughs> folder with these downloaded pictures of Julia Fox in them? Yeah, is that folder called Sophomore Tax Receipts 2022? Probably not, you know? Don't go in that folder. Don't go in that folder. 
It's just boring tax stuff. I'm just writing <laughs> off pictures of Julia Fox as a business expense because that's what it is. Listen, I had to pay for the internet to download these things. <laughs> that's a business. That's a write-off. That's an expense. Audit me, bro. Audit me. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, but like, you know, at the end of the day, a man can be doing that, but it just does go to show that like at the, at, there is a point when it's like, you're 40 something years old. You're not trying to be out there banging models for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be in your kid's life. Yeah. You know? And Kim. And listen, who says he can't do both? They just got to give him the opportunity to. Look, dude. <sighs> right now, I think Kim is going at the angle that she's the, the sole provider for her kids. It's like. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. I hate that whole mentality. I never. Look. If you can have a father in your kid's life, you should. I understand if it's not a possibility, but I don't subscribe to that whole idea of like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I don't subscribe to that. I think I think that a father is important. It's not that it can't be done without it, but like, you know, I think that uh, especially, I think that boys and girls need that role model. And I think it's difficult, especially in those kids' position, because you forget that those are just kids. Like... We tend to look at celebrities as like, you know, these like otherworldly beings that like you see them as like brands almost and you mm-hmm. don't quite absorb that like these are human beings. And it is difficult because it does seem like, you know, you're seeing pictures of Kanye out with Julia Fox and you're seeing pictures of Kim with Pete Davidson and then he's like writing lyrics about Pete Davidson and then they're doing their thing and like snubbing him in their own way. And it's like you forget that at the end of the day, this is a a, a real breakup of a real family mm-hmm. and like it's not these kids fault and like you know it's one thing to have your parents go through a divorce and you know obviously if you if if your parents don't handle it correctly they're going to be talking shit about the other parent like oh your fucking mother is such a fucking bitch she did this she won't let me see well and then the mom's yeah. like your fucking father's piece of shit making music about it yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah now you have that added element and it's like that's tough on them dude yeah. You know, and are they going to get back together? Probably not. Probably not, unfortunately. That sucks, dude. That sucks for those kids because, like, dude, the last thing, dude, let me tell you something. I think you might agree with me on this. The thing I was scared of the most when I was up until about 12 years old, no, I'd say about 14 years old, mm-hmm. was not goons or goblins or scary monsters, or getting mugged, or beaten up. It was somebody else banging my mom. (laughs) That was my ultimate fear. Yeah, you didn't want your parents to break up. I couldn't. No, of course I didn't want to break up. Not because I liked my dad. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want anybody else banging my mom. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) you know, it's like, all right, well, you're the guy. That's fine, you know? But, like, dude, could you imagine being six years old and seeing on Instagram every fucking day the new guy that's banging your mom? Fuck that shit, dude. Fuck that. That has to suck. Yeah. I don't care if my dad... If my dad, mom and dad got divorced and I found out my dad was banging some fucking Instagram model or whatever, I'd be like, that's... Sucks that it's not yeah, me. That's dad. Classic dad. Classic Tony Seleski, you know? <laughs> but, like, dude seeing pictures of my mom out with fucking goon goblinson are you fucking kidding me dude no way 
Yeah, that'd be a rough one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, yeah, new developments, I guess, in that, or you're saying that he's back on the internet, he's back on the wagon, he's putting out the album. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just laying it all out there, I think. And honestly, this is probably going to be one of his best bodies of work just because of the shit he's going through. Just because anytime like Kanye fucked up like in the spotlight, he's always just went to music to be like, fuck you, this is why I'm here. Which is dope. Mm-hmm. Which is the dopest thing. It's like y'all must have forgot. I'm fucking Kanye West, dog. Yeah. That's good. I'm rooting for Kanye. I'm still rooting for Kanye. I'm not we love Kanye fucking here. Kim Card. Give me a fucking break, dude. At least, you know what? At least At least Kanye has a reason for being that famous at the end of the day it's true Mm -hmm. you know like kanye is there for a reason his dad didn't get oj off of a fucking murder charge yeah you know which then his mom didn't bang everyone (laughs) (laughs) you know his mom didn't marry a olympic athlete and then turn into a fucking woman. His mom didn't do any of that shit, dude. Fucking Kanye worked his way up from fucking the streets of Chicago, putting out dope-ass music, changing the way people think about fashion mm-hmm. and, and hip-hop. And then he's got it all stripped away from fucking Kim Kardashian. That's they're, no like, good. they're like a succubi. Suck you by. They bring in just, you know, people with fame. They ruin people. They leech off of it, and then once they're done, they just throw them out. They really do. Mm -hmm. That is like their family, uh, like, trade. Mm -hmm. That's the family business. Ruining great men. Mm -hmm. That is the Kardashian family business. Wow. They're not going to break Kanye, though. He's unbreakable. He's going to make it. Yeah. Just looking out for them kids. Them kids... Um, let's see. Oh, we can talk about. Yeah, what were you going to bring We can up talk about week? me drinking this other Miller Lite. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> New topic. This is, what I wanted to talk- <laughs> this is what I wanted to talk about last week was me drinking another Miller Lite <laughs> this week. <laughs> and now I can finally do it and talk about it. Fine, no, what I wanted to talk about is, in my opinion, I think I could be wrong. I was surprised when you said you hadn't heard much about this, but. Have you? I don't know if you've heard anything more recently about the whole Rogan situation with Spotify. You caught wind of this? Oh yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. So, what- so he's getting flack for uh, someone made a N-word compilation of his mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's like part two of the story. Yeah, because this all begins, I believe. Yeah, he had a previous apology to that. So, first of all, that video has been out. For a long time. Mm-hmm. I've ran across that video on the internet and just seen it and be like, oh, well. So it's not like a new video unless mm-hmm. they made like a better version of like faster cuts. They might have just like put that video on Twitter and then it like went viral again or something. But this actually began, it really took off when, um, have you heard about the Neil Young thing? Oh, yeah. That was the first issue. This is the first thing. So, that was the first thing. So Neil Young, uh, uh, American rocker, which I'm not going to lie, um, probably one of the most requested people when I play out, but mm. I've never, I had never bothered 
learning any of his stuff. Because to be honest, I've heard some of his stuff and like I know people liked it. It never struck me. Not, none of his music ever struck me enough to be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and learn this and like incorporate it in my set. In fact, I don't even think I know one of his songs well enough to just like read it off the thing and play it. Like I don't even mm-hmm. think I have a basic idea. I'm sure there are songs that I just didn't know were him. That I'm like, oh, he did that song? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Because so, like, you know, he's obviously a very prolific art- artist in his own right. But he says he's pulling off his music from Spotify um, because, because like Rogan was giving out misinformation yeah. on yes. health shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that spurs because I mean, there was a whole thing like a cup. There was like a this thing with Spotify has been going on for a little bit because there was that thing like I, I don't even know if it was a whole year ago. Probably was about a year ago at this point mm-hmm. where like there were like uh, some Spotify employees that were like doing some shit. You know what I'm talking about where they were like had a petition from like a couple Spotify employees that were like, we need to take more charge over what Joe Rogan's doing and blah, yeah. blah, blah. This was like when he first signed his deal. Yes. And um, and then, of course, when he did get transferred to Spotify, Spotify dropped, uh, I think it was in the double digits of episodes, just like of his more controversial ones. Like mm-hmm. they dropped the Gavin McInnes one. They dropped the Miley Yiannopoulos one. I think they may have dropped one of the older Alex Jones ones, not mm-hmm. the one most recent. Um, so there's always been this kind of thing where Spotify has just been like, eh, I don't know, but there was always kind of this, like, I was keeping my fingers crossed, like, all right, like those are things that are already on YouTube. So like Spotify doesn't want to carry him. That's fine. Hopefully they don't wind up pressuring him in the future now that he's exclusive with them. Yeah. And up to this point they hadn't and still are trying not to, I might add, uh, I think hope. So Neil Young says, you know, he's doing this and then about like, Three days later, Joni Mitchell comes out and mm-hmm. does the same thing. And the whole premise is based off of the two podcasts that were that they alluded to as in spreading COVID misinformation. He had um, one guy named Dr. Peter McCullough, who's like, I don't know what this means, but he's like the most published, I think he's a cardiologist or immunologist or something, virologist, epidemiologist, whatever. He's something that like has to do with the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's like one of the most published uh, doctors in that field. And he came on and was talking about the vaccines and and like the way COVID was being handled and shit like that. And then about a month later, I think about, he had another guy named Dr. Robert Malone on who kind of was doing the same thing. Both mm-hmm. doctors, both just kind of like giving like a, another angle at the way things were being handled, talking about the, you know, mind you, both vaccinated they're mm-hmm. both talked about, like, I have the vaccine. I'm not telling you you shouldn't get the vaccine. I'm just here to talk about, like, here's what's going on. Here's how it's being handled, blah, 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 blah. So this is seen by a lot of people as to be misinformation. I don't really know. It, I, I, to be honest, I don't remember how this built up. I just remember waking up one morning and then seeing Neil Young was doing that. And then conveniently around that time, I was because I updated my computer last week, I was telling you, right? Mm -hmm. And so in order to update my computer, I had to go in the Apple store. Um, And I noticed, I never go in the Apple store, but I needed to go find the fucking Mac version Mavericks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I go in there, and then I see at the very top of the thing, Neil lives here. Joni lives here. So like Apple was like pushing like, 
we got them now, Jeez. you know, and like Amazon was doing the same thing. In fact, the Washington Post, which is also owned by Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, put out an article like, here's how you can cancel your Spotify subscription and move all your music without losing it to Amazon, whatever. Jeez. So it was like really weird. It was like this weird, and like you could say it's like opportunistic. You also wonder, is it coordinated? You don't fucking know. But what's really interesting is, so they put this thing out and and these these, another important note here is so far all the musicians that have come out that I'm aware of the ones that have made high profile statements about like pulling off of Spotify are all like done being yeah. re- make releasing music like Taylor Swift's not doing that mm-hmm. Drake's not doing that it's all people that are kind of like Neil Young I'm not saying Neil Young people don't listen to him on Spotify but it's like mm-hmm. you know it's like a lot of these I'll get into it later so that comes out and the general consensus is kind of like, dude, we're not like, we're not going to like pull down. We're not going to like tell him to do like, he can't have certain people on. We're not going to do this shit, blah, blah, blah. People are saying like, look, you know, like you're saying this is misinformation, but at the same time, it's like the, the thing that really bugged me, I think about the whole situation is I feel like it's a very limp dick uh, thing, like defense of being like, because there's people that like ag- most people agree that Joe Rogan should not be pulled off of fucking Spotify. That's mm-hmm. most people. Um, I've met very. F- I don't think I've ever met somebody in person that's like, yeah, he shouldn't be on Spotify. Um, but there's this kind of like limp dick defense of him where they're like, look, anybody who listens to Joe Rogan for advice is a fucking idiot. Anyway, it's like people don't watch Joe Rogan to hear his advice. Yeah, he's, he doesn't really give advice on the show. <laughs> like, he's not Alex Jones where he just sits alone at a desk and rants into a microphone. Every episode, he has a guest on who is some level of specialization or expertise, whether it's wrong expertise or good expertise, but that's what their thing, mm-hmm. and he has him on and he talks to them. So, like, when he has on doctors that talk about the vaccine... That's not Joe Rogan giving his opinion. He's a good interviewer. He's good at asking questions and getting the information he wants out of him. But to say that, like, basically, you're talking about, like, this is misinformation because they said this, they said this, they said this. And you watch how the people, the public perception was just like, dude, we don't fucking care. And then a week later, that N-word video comes out. Mm -hmm. So basically, you're seeing that, like, the attempt at canceling Joe Rogan for the COVID shit didn't work because it didn't really hit hard enough for most people. Most people were sitting there like, dude, look, I've heard a billion different things about every single thing. Half the shit that was reported to be misinformation a year ago is now common knowledge. Like there was a time, we talked about this in the podcast before, where like you, if you made a post on Facebook two years ago saying uh, this virus was leaked from the lab, it wasn't just a fucking wet market or whatever, that would be taken down. Your account would be flagged. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, six months later, half you know, halfway through 2020 into the pandemic, now that was considered a viable theory. And so now they're not blocking people. So you're allowed to talk about it now. We talked about that with Ben Smith when he was on here before. Like, okay, now you're allowed to think this. You mm-hmm. weren't allowed to think this six months ago. It was equally true six months ago, but you just weren't allowed to talk about it six months ago. Mm-hmm. Then when the vaccines first came out, they said, uh, when you have the vaccine, you can't get it or spread it. Now it's commonly accepted knowledge that, yeah, you still get COVID 
when you have the vaccine, you just get a lesser, you don't, the symptom, you're not as symptomatic. Mm-hmm. You can still spread COVID when you have the vaccine. You know what I mean? This is common knowledge now that if you were to say a year ago, it was reported to be misinformation. So what you have is you have this science coming out that is the consensus opinion on a thing. And anybody who says anything against that is labeled misinformation. And then if in a certain amount of time, say months later or a year later, it turns out that the people that were saying this thing were correct, now now that's, oh, the science has changed. But it's like, no, you have people that were saying that same thing a year ago where they were being flagged for me. You have people that are still saying that they're being flagged for misinformation. And so people just didn't really get on board because it's like, dude, like you guys have changed your fucking story so many times that like maybe there's a reason why people are listening to fucking Rogan. People want to hear what other people have to fucking say. It's not like I'm listening to fucking my next door neighbor talk about the vaccine. Yeah. Listen to the fucking, the guy, Dr. Robert Malone has the patents for the mRNA vaccine, the technology that was used for the fucking Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. He Mm. invented that fucking technology. You don't think he's qualified to fucking talk about it? And it's, again, it's not like he's on there saying the vaccine is a hoax. It's bullshit. Don't get vaccinated. Again, he said, look, I'm vaccinated. My kids are vaccinated. Like I'm not saying anything other than like, here are the facts. Here's the realities of it. Can't be, can't, can't be accepted. Can't be tolerated. So then the general public's like, dude, we don't fucking care. Then the fucking video comes out about the whole N-word thing, which I think got more traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was really when the, the story kind of hit mainstream. Um, and then, A, you're thinking, is this some type of like coordinated hit thing you almost have to think yeah kind of seems like it and if so who's doing it like who like probably the people who already had ads out for it amazon and fucking apple (laughs) probably the people that had fucking signs in their stores like the next day yeah (laughs) well you have this you have this major corporation like spotify who has full unabridged access to joe rogan exclusive access Well, you gotta think about it like this it's like um it's a modern version of Sirius XM mm-hmm. when they got Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Howard Stern was a big enough presence on like terrestrial radio that when he left, any one of his fans that still wanted to listen, they got Sirius just to listen to him. Yeah. And that's what Spotify is in like the modern age where yeah. it's like, okay, if you want to watch Joe Rogan or listen to him, I can get Spotify. Yeah. And I'm sure Apple and fucking Amazon or whoever else has a streaming music service doesn't like that. And he's the most listened Especially to... Especially when, like, podcasts were Apple's thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're probably, they probably don't feel too good about that. Oh, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure, you know, the fact that he's exclusive on that thing is a major draw. Dude, that's why I'm on Spotify. You know I'm a Pandora guy. Mm-hmm. You know I use Pandora. I still use Pandora for music. Yeah. But now that like we have, my band has music on Spotify, I'm trying to like learn that more and like kind of follow more playlists to see like where to fucking market our stuff. So like I'm slowly starting to kind of phase into it. But like, dude, the whole reason I'm on Spotify to begin with is because I realized watching YouTube for two months, I was like, you mean they're really not? I thought it was like a lie. I thought they were like, Joe Rogan's not going to be on YouTube. I was like, yeah, I believe it when I see it. And I'd be sitting on my couch, and after a month, I was like, I haven't watched Rogan in like a month. What the fuck is going on? Go on Spotify, and now when I want to listen to an episode, I'm on Spotify. You know? So, like, it brought in so many fucking people. So then you have the Neil Young thing happen. Then there's this report saying that Spotify's valued in the market has dropped $2 billion. Then... There's all this pressure from the fucking uh, to the CEO. I think his name is Daniel Eck at Spotify, and he comes down. And he's like, "Okay, 
we agree, you know, we don't want to be spreading blah, 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 blah. So what we're going to do is we're going to put like a disclaimer at the beginning of any episode of Rogan having to do with COVID that like, you know, here's where you go for a CDC information or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like they kind of bend a little bit and, but it's still not enough. It's never enough. Mm -hmm. It's never enough. So then the fucking N word video comes out. It's already been out. People have seen it. It had millions of views before any of this happened. And now it has a now billion just views. Fans. Yeah, just fans. And so now this comes out, and still, it Joe and I, I understand why he did it. Um, because he's a good dude and he's an honest dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think he made a mistake by putting out that apology video. I yeah. really do. I mean, well, because also it wasn't really like a full apology video, like. I think he just kind of explained himself being like, this is like how I thought about that word back then. Now I know that's not the case, so I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of like that, and then he kind of talked about how (laughs) it was a hit job. It's kind of funny. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. That's what you do when somebody calls you out on something that you did that Mm -hmm. truly offended them, and then they are genuinely hurt and they genuinely just want to know, like, if you're in a relationship, you're dating a girl, she's pissed off you about something, you say, hey, look, I'm sorry about that, this is what I do, and because she loves you, and because at the end of the day, she's not, her main goal isn't to fucking ruin you or destroy you, mm-hmm. she just wants to be close to you, you you explain yourself, and because her intentions are good, and she's coming from a good place, you guys move on. You acknowledge, yeah, dude, yes, there are videos of me saying that word over the past 10 years, it's not me just in a microphone being like, and these fuck. It's like him using it in a fucking sentence, just either quoting somebody. I'm not saying that they're all fucking. Fl- what I'm saying is like, this has been common knowledge, and the way they put it out to the public was clearly meant to as a character assassination, obviously, and the way it was pushed out. Yeah, how else would you describe a compilation of someone using the N word? Of course, <laughs> like, I mean it's it's obviously what it is. It's and so if, funny, and it and it allows. It's f- interesting that like I'm sure that's not the first N word compilation that someone's made. Of course not, dude. <laughs> it's such a niche video. It is category. It, is. it took me months <laughs> to find that <laughs> before it was big. Yeah, I mean I'm sure there's Quentin Tarantino N word compilation. Oh my god, and that's the other thing. Obviously, the famous uh, you know Kramer N word compilation dude just a hyper cut of the whole laugh factory incident that is a good thing you bring up a valid point about even like talking about like quentin tarantino said it in in his fucking movies like meaning it the way it's meant like we talked about this a little bit on matt brown's podcast and he and and we were talking about like saying it using i was saying i think the public still and not to say what like you know not to excuse like any use of like the n-word or whatever but like it's it's a thing where it's kind of been that way for a while where like actors have the benefit of the doubt and the level of separation between them and a character they're playing they can kind of get away with murder and you know literally murder in most cases mm-hmm. or like you know yeah you don't see a fucking uh you know the guy who plays Michael Myers getting ran down the street like oh my god you killed those people in that movie like yeah no yeah, one believes yeah. that shit yes but for a comedian uh, they're never going to not just think it's you. They're not going to understand that it's like, you know, an exaggerated or a bigger version of a real thing or whatever. They're just going to take everything at face value just because they see a person talking into a mic and that's it. There's no like, you know, movie magic or 
but like, you know what I mean? I also still see a, a slight double standard because you have to consider the fact that, like, what we're, what we're saying with Matt, it's like, to me, there's a difference between saying it and using it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a major difference. If I'm singing along to a rap song and I say it, I don't consider that even close to the same ballpark as me seeing a black person and calling them that. Yeah. It's clearly not the same thing. No. It's so obviously not the same thing. And if I'm quoting, if I'm Joe Rogan and I'm quoting a fucking quote from somebody else that said something a hundred years ago or 50 years ago, that is not the same as me even. So you're saying it's okay if I'm an actor who's playing a guy in a movie who's using it the way it's intended to be used. And that's fine because you're an actor playing a role. But if I'm a guy on a podcast just reading a quote from somebody, that's not okay. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm saying that like this weird kind of like selective like it's never okay, but it's okay. But if we don't like you and if we already tried to attack you over this other shit and it didn't work, then now it's not okay. We're going to attack you over this, mm-hmm. you know? And so then you have all these people coming out. You have all these people coming out that are like, you know, no, here's the thing. And and I like it's been said. I don't feel like I'm saying anything that hasn't already been said, but whatever. I don't believe that. The I don't believe that nine and or I would say eight and ten people think Joe Rogan is a racist, mm-hmm. and and anyone that I'm aware of that does has never listened to a full episode of the Rogan Experience. Yeah, not a single person that I, I know. Of. Also, just like I think people think like people see him as some sort of like genius philosopher or something, but for the most part, he's just a fucking. <laughs> Like, yeah. he's high talking to people and going, whoa. Yeah, totally. And, dude, don't get me wrong. I, I, I even, like, I don't think he's, a, I think he's a smart guy. I and, think yeah, that's not good. to discredit him or and anything. Like, but, like, he always calls himself an idiot. And I know that's, like, it almost is a, I don't want to say false humility, because I think there is a humility there, a real humility. But he knows but it's he's like, not a fucking it's idiot. It's like a comedian get out of jail free card. It's the, yes. oh, I'm just kidding. But like, he's no. not, you know, if you listen to the way he talks to people, it's like clearly this guy's an insightful person who can carry on a conversation with anyone about anything. Mm-hmm. And there's this weird fucking like elitist way of thinking where like people that are in like the high society, like, oh, I'm a Yale grad or I do this and I blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, Joe Rogan's just an idiot. It's like, no, Joe Rogan's just like, he, there's a reason why he's so popular. There's a reason why his ratings are so far and above anybody on fucking CNN or Fox News or any of these other fucking places that like people listen to him because he talks like a regular person and and he he asks the questions that regular people would think. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't think he's too smart for you. He doesn't talk to you like he thinks he's smarter than you. He doesn't come on like fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson and be like, well, the thing is, is blah, blah, blah. Did I just blow your mind? It's like, no, you <laughs> fucking didn't. You blew my mind because I thought you were cool for the past 10 years, and now I don't. So congratulations, you blew my fucking mind. <laughs> Spent too much time on Reddit in college, apparently. You know? So it's like, I, I hate that attack too. It's like, He's a smart dude, and he's saying, and he's bringing on people that are providing legitimate views. Not saying they're correct, but to say to to write off him as a fucking idiot, and to say that that type of shit shouldn't be allowed, and then this clear, coordinated attack at trying to remove him from Spotify. It seems to me like there's no other explanation, but there is obviously some type of. I, I mean, I'm going to use the word conspiracy through the the literal definition of conspiracy, which is a group of people conspiring to do something. 
I think that it's probably fair to say that there is a coordinated sort of, I, you can't even say the word conspiracy because it has such a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but I think that the word applies here, yeah. you know? And who would have guessed, and this is what I really wanted to bring it to, unless you had something mm-hmm. to add. Two years ago, we were sitting in here and we touched on Alex Jones when he was deplatformed from YouTube and those places. And now he can only be found on his personal website, mm-hmm. you know. At that time, the people that were speaking in defense of, or, or I, I guess against removing him, were using what people like to call the slippery slope argument, which again is another argument that has a negative connotation. And it almost annoys me because it's like, dude, just because something has a name, or just because, like, it's even with cliches, it's like, okay, just because something's cliche doesn't mean it's not true. In fact, oftentimes the reason it is a cliche is because it's so often true that it needs not be stated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you, like, you know, you just say certain things, people are like, ah, oh, such a cliche. But it's like, oh, maybe that's because it's been proven true so many times again that it's like, it's like, you know, it's overdone. So the slippery slope argument being that, like, well, okay, sure, they're going to come for Alex Jones, who is this kind of, like, wild... I don't consider him, he was not, I don't consider him to this day a far-right guy. He's never been a far-right guy. He was just, he just says some, like, wacky shit. He's always said wacky shit. That's what people liked him for. He's an entertaining guy to listen to. Every now and then I will pop him on, like, once a month. I'll just be like, let me see what the fuck Alex Jones is yelling about. It's just entertaining. It's fun. And there is some stuff that you can sift from it. It's not all bullshit. It's not all true. But it's like, you know, just like you can watch a fucking fiction movie and take a real meth, a real message from it or a real meaning or a real moral, you can do that with just about anything. And this idea that like we need these people above us to like pick and choose what we're allowed to have access to, it's like like we're little kids and, and we're going to have like the fucking parent lock on our fucking lives. I can't believe that there's so many people that are behind that. But anyway, you have a guy like Alex Jones who it was easy to get him off because he did say that wild and crazy shit about the Sandy Hook stuff, you know? It was way off. And I'm sure the stuff he said about Sandy Hook had tremendously negative effects on the people that were involved, saying they're crisis actors and all this bullshit. And yes, that's what Alex Jones does, and that's what he's always done since the 90s, but he did it at a time when like, he had more of a reach than he had ever had. The internet is a thing now. It wasn't as much of a thing in the 90s. People listened to him on the radio. It didn't affect people as broadly. Mm. And you know, it was an easy excuse, I would say, to justify taking him off. But then the slippery slope argument comes in and they say, okay, well, once you've allowed for saying that, okay, yeah, you can say what you want to say, but the second what you want to say is harming people, then you're not allowed to say what you want to say. Okay. But where, who decides what ideas are dangerous? That's the yeah. problem. Because the, the exact thing that people were thinking about two years ago with Alex Jones and saying, dude okay, I agree he was way off on that and he was wrong and, like, he should apologize for that and blah, 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 blah. But, like, once you concede, once you give an inch and say, okay, fine, you can get rid of this guy, then what happens is you've already set that precedent. Now it's just one more. It used to be you wanted to get this guy and so you're all the way over here and you go, okay, well, we'll just get this guy. That's just one step. We can take one step. Mm-hmm. And then they go, all right, well, what about this guy? And you're like, well, he's only one step over here. All we got to do is take one step. Then you take this guy, and then boom. And then all of a sudden, not even, and literally all of a sudden, we're talking two years down the road. Now they're coming for fucking Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan had Bernie Sanders on his fucking podcast two years ago and all but endorsed him, you know, saying, like, I would vote for Bernie. Bernie didn't 
win the primaries, but like Dude, you have a maybe guy... it goes all the way to the top. Maybe it's Biden doing this. You maybe know Biden's pissed at Joe for not having him on. I think well, I I would love to see that episode. I'll say that much. Listen here, Jack. <laughs> I uh, you know I'm assuming you said that jokingly, and like I when I say there's money behind I. <laughs> I don't know who the money is, <laughs> but obviously someone with a lot of fucking money. I'm not saying it's Biden, but I'm saying that because I don't necessarily think Biden's the biggest power player when it comes to all the fucking bigger corporations and things like that, uh, that want him out of there either because he's competition and he's beating all the fucking competition. He's not mm-hmm. controlled by anybody or because, uh, it even just be fucking news because like. He's getting more ratings than most oh, like, 100%. talk shows, news broadcasts, all that shit. How annoyed do you think you would be? How annoyed do you think Anderson Cooper is? Or yeah, You went to like journalism school. You like banged a fucking CEO <laughs> of Fox to get your anchor position. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, great. The guy who made people eat donkey balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, You're the fucking person who thinks like that kind of elitist thing. Like, I'm the smart person. I, people should listen to what I have to say. And then you're getting fucking trounced in ra- in the ratings by some fucking dude who has Snoop Dogg on one week and smokes a whole fucking pound of weed with him and talks about random bullshit and the next week he has fucking Dr. Robert Malone on the next week and mind you in that same fucking time span he also had Dr. Sanjay Gupta who's like CNN's resident doctor mm-hmm. and he had um Dr. Rhonda Patrick who also came on and spoke against the fucking vaccine skeptics and things mm-hmm. else. so it's like it's not like he's exclusively bringing on these people that are talking about First of all, he's not even bringing on the people that are completely against the vaccine in the first place, at least that I've seen. He's just bringing on people that are providing a slightly different angle of looking at the way we've been handling the pandemic and the way the vaccines have been pushing, things like that. But then he also has people on that are saying, no, all that's bullshit. This is the true thing, blah, blah, blah. And so as the listener, you can listen to Sanjay Gupta one week, and then you listen to Peter McCullough the next week, and then you listen to Dr. Rhonda Patrick the next week, and you listen to Dr. Robert Malone the next week, and that's called being a fucking adult and being able to listen to things and go... I like. I think what what she said made sense about that, but also what he said makes sense about this. I can see both ways. Blah blah. blah. This is what I think. Yeah, we're in a position right now in society where, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the government doing the censoring. And I know that's kind of always a loophole because it's like, well, the Constitution says you have freedom of speech, but these are private organizations that you know these are private companies. Spotify is a private company, so they have, and YouTube is a private company, so they can decide for themselves if they want to do it. But when it's kind of like when we talked about, remember that app Parlor came out? Mm-hmm. Um, like the fucking alternative to Twitter, Twitter or whatever. And like so, the right wing Twitter or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was like a free speech, which ultimately meant right wing Twitter. And so. Well, I mean, it probably didn't help that all the people that <laughs> were like right wing and funding it were like, hey, come leave Twitter, join here. Yeah, because they weren't allowed to be on fucking Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, like. So, so unfairly th- labeled right wing. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it was, it was, it was right wing. It was fairly labeled right wing. I never got it. Um, my point is though, like I remember we talked about that at the time, and and we were talking about how like the the common trope there is like you know when you're on Twitter and then people get deplatformed, people are like, well, what the fuck? I can't like I can't like speak what I think on Twitter, and it's like, well, you know, this isn't. This isn't a public institution, dude. Twitter can do what it wants. It's a private company. Why don't you go make your own Twitter? And then somebody did. Mm-hmm. Somebody did. And they had... Well, I mean, to be fair, probably like half of those people got banned and kicked off Twitter for being like, I'm going to come to your house, AOC, and kill slash fuck you. Like, 
Yeah, some of those. A lot people, of the bands were good bands. Yeah, there were good <laughs> bands, sure. Which again, I don't really. I you know what I like. I've seen people get fucking their heads cut off on the internet. I've seen mm-hmm. everything happen on the fucking internet. I can live if I see somebody tweet something mean. But oh, yeah. okay, I get it. Twitter is Twitter, and they get to do what they want to do. But so then the people that weren't allowed on Twitter and the people that wanted to hear what the people that weren't allowed on Twitter wanted to say went to this other app called Parlor. And then, so they do build their own app. And then within a fucking three-day time span, the app store doesn't allow it to be hosted. It's the number one most downloaded app for like those two days. And then the app store pulls it down. Mm. And then it gets to the point where it's like, okay, so now we did make our own app for people that want to be on this platform. And now the bigger platform isn't allowing us to have our own platform. And so now it's like, at what point does it become... Because I've always, I've always, I've had, a, I've kind of had an ideological uh, awakening of sorts in the past couple of weeks about, I don't, I used to like lean towards thinking I was like slightly libertarian-ish and I still do, but I was watching like a bunch of documentaries on um, the robber barons of the early 1900s and like Teddy Roosevelt, the trust buster. And so in the early in the late 1800s early 1900s during the industrial revolution there were absolutely no limitations on business whatsoever. So you had these guys that were like the oil guys and like the train guys and the fucking meat industry and shit like that. And they basically just monopolized their industry. So like JP Morgan was the uh I forgot he I forgot what he did but there was like Rockefeller who did the oil thing. He was the oil guy. And then um, the Vanderbilts did the train stuff. And so what Rockefeller would do is he had Standard Oil, which eventually was broken down into the companies that we know today, Exxon, Amoco, Mobile, all those companies. Standard Oil, basically, they got big in one place, and then they would go to the other place, and they would just go around the country and try and try to buy out these smaller oil like distilleries or whatever the fuck they're called. And... He would give a good amount of money to people that agreed to sell. And the people that didn't agree to sell, he would buy everyone around them and make the prices so incredibly low at those places that he bought that the guy who was trying to stay in business could not compete. Mm -hmm. He would make prices ridiculously low and then just wait for the guy to collapse and not be anything and go in and give him like, uh, and he'll buy his worthless business for like zero dollars. And so they would go around and basically put the squeeze on everybody. And it got to the point where it was like he owned everything. And then he was making deals with the train monopoly saying that when you ship our stuff, we get cheaper rates. And when you get cheaper rates to transport oil, that means that you can sell the oil to the customer at a lower rate because there's less shipping costs involved with it. So then the training comp- train companies agreed to give him inside information on the rates they were giving to other people and how they were doing their shipments and then giving him rebates on it. Mm-hmm. And they found out all about this and we're finding out that these, these private companies were basically monopolizing the industry to the point where it made it impossible for anyone else to even function. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess what I'm taking from that is like there is a limit where you get to the point where you're looking at these companies like Google and Amazon and uh, you know Facebook, which is now Meta, where you get to the point where it's like, okay, I understand that an Apple, I understand that these are private companies, but at what point does it get to the point where if somebody leaves your app and they want to create their own thing and then they can't create their own thing and then because you won't, because now the fucking Amazon who owns like what, 70, 80% of the fucking internet servers or something like that, mm. they won't host your fucking shit. It's like, well, at what point does this become like a fucking monopoly on the internet? At what point does it become a real argument of free speech? I know it's, 
I, I'm wondering if we're at that point now, personally. Maybe. I don't know. I've been holding it in a piss because I wanted to hear that whole train of thought. I'm going to go pee real quick. Oh, yeah. Knock it out. I'll give us our sponsors. Today we are sponsored by this is a longtime sponsor of the podcast, guys. Um, we're looking at the three horsemen. The three horsemen of LFTS. Miller Lite. Gatorade Zero. And Monster Energy Zero Ultra. We're making one of our famous cocktails here. Uh, this is an LFTS exclusive cocktail. Um, it's half Monster. Half Haterade. And what you just made for yourself, a little bit of Monsterade, baby. And Monsterade's good because it has all that great flavor of Gatorade Zero, which almost has all that great flavor of regular Gatorade. And you get all that energy, that white trash energy that you get from a good, cold Monster Zero Ultra. And then you take a little edge off with some Miller Lite. And last but not least, you're going to wash that down with an ice-cold Camel Crush. Now back to the program. So, chilly out there. It is true that, because I was thinking about this, I was thinking, at what point would it not make sense for guys like Joe Rogan and other people who have been deplatformed to just kind of make their own thing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, it sucks because the only reason I know about Joe Rogan is because of YouTube. And the only reason I know about anybody who's not currently on YouTube is because I found them on YouTube first. Mm -hmm. Because that's like, in for all for all intents, it's a gateway drug. It is. Yeah. You're on YouTube. You find random people, and then, but once you take them out of the public sphere, and I, I will use that terminology, even though it's not technically public, but it's like that's kind of YouTube is like the fucking. That's the cafeteria. That's the mm -hmm. lunchroom at your school. That's like you know that's that's where you're at. Everybody's there, all grades, all fucking classes, whatever. And then you branch off in your own little thing. You put Joe Rogan in a, in a position where he's not allowed to be in a highly trafficked main prime platform, then only the people that already know about him are going. So his message, his voice does not get to anyone who doesn't already listen to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like there are consequences because a lot of these guys wind up making more money. When, like Alex Jones probably makes more money now that he's exclusive on Infowars mm -hmm. because now you have to listen to him on his website and there's probably better ways of counting whatever. I don't know how the fuck it works. And I'm sure if Joe Rogan made his own fucking website and just said fuck it to everybody and was like jre.com, that's where you're going to listen to all the shit. I'm sure that that would make a lot of money. But the problem is, is that information, the, the people that he's having on the podcast is not getting out to the general public. And I think that's the problem is when you when you – when you tighten up so hard on what is allowed and acceptable for general consumption so that if you want any type of thing that strays away from the absolute ideological narrative consensus, you have to go to this like niche type of like separate hideaway thing. Yeah. You're losing out on such a, a broader reach. Yeah. It's just um, – it's kind of crazy because it's like, you know, podcasts don't have ratings or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. 
but I don't think this is a situation where people would be happy if it was behind like an 18 plus. Like you have to be an adult to listen to this because I don't think they think adults can listen to it without being corrupted or something. Well, that, yeah, and it's and very I, strange. That is that is the thought. And as a common man, I personally take offense to that. Mm-hmm. I take personal offense to the fact that there's some. You don't think my poor small brain you don't think i can handle an episode of joe rogan <laughs> yeah you think i need to be protected from that it is such a condescending oh, a tiny small joe rogan so scary <laughs> yeah it's like it, it really does it is an insult to the public's intelligence that we have these people in higher positions of whether it be money or power or usually both that are saying to us like they're the principal at the school okay kids we're not watching that. You're in computer lab and this website's blocked. And it's like, that's great when you're nine. Yeah. That's great when you're a fucking kid. But how the, it amazes me how comfortable people are with being treated and sheltered like children when they're grown fucking adults. The people are legitimately terrified of the fact that there is somebody somewhere saying something that they disagree with. And because of that, it needs to stop. It's fucking insane, and it doesn't have to be a government thing when it's a cultural thing. It's a, it's some type of fucking weird shift that you're seeing, and I, honestly, yeah. I think they jumped well, the shark like, on this one. Well, no. Now you see, like, like I think when you're talking about it being like a coordinated attack before, I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost in a sense like similar to like a marketing company being like, all right, we're going to try to make this video go viral. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna do like this really touching story about a mother reuniting with her daughter and giving her her favorite blanket back, and now it's <laughs> clean because we used Tide on it. Um, it's touching. It's very touching, and it's gonna go viral. Mm-hmm. Like our goal for this is to go viral. Yeah, I guarantee you that there are like ad agency uh, ad agencies or like PR firms that are specifically out there to be like. All right, how can we get the internet to turn on someone for us this week? <laughs> but th- then it does also beg the question. It's like, of course it was going to be Rogan mm-hmm. because he has the biggest voice. He has the biggest voice, and it always happens to someone who has a voice that's a large platform that is not controlled by anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. No one is more hated by the higher-ups than someone who has not just as big of a platform as they do, but a bigger one that they don't have control over, that mm-hmm. they don't get to tell him what to do. They don't get to tell him what he's talking about tonight. It's not fucking Jimmy Fallon. It's not Stephen Colbert. It's not Trevor Noah. It's not these fucking people where they just are handed, here's the talking points of the night. Here's what we're going to say. Here's the narrative we're going to push. Here's the blah, 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 blah. It's this guy who will have on anybody, and he's the most culturally relevant, whether you fucking like it or not. If you haven't listened to it, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world, but it's like, you're actively, you're either actively avoiding it at this point, and, and if you are, then you, it's like you don't. That's have, okay too. You that's don't have okay. To listen to it, but you don't really have a place to speak on it in that, in that, at that juncture. It's like, it's like anybody I know who's saying like, yeah, fucking, he's a fucking maniac anyway. He's just a fucking idiot. He was on Fear Factor. It's like you haven't. I guarantee you haven't listened to one full episode. And even if you haven't, you still think that it's like. Then you still have to bridge the gap to be like, oh, because I think he's an idiot. That now means we have to remove him from the internet? That's your next jump? Explain that. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? So, like... I don't fucking know, dude. 
I don't know. I think, like I said earlier, I think they jumped the shark on this one because I really think it backfired. And I think, you know... They could have waited at least until he wasn't... I mean, and who knows how long he'll be, like, culturally relevant. But, like, he's pretty much, like, at a peak right now. He would be cultural relevance i'd say if anything this has boosted his popularity yeah because a lot of people have probably decided to at least listen to him whether they're skeptical or they're just interested be like oh i didn't know there was this guy causing all this rift maybe let me hear what he has to say and so like if anything this has boosted him and that's why i do believe that this has this whole thing like they went they when i say they you know who i'm talking about they went too fucking far who's they they is just the fucking the fucking elites dog the fucking people that control <laughs> shit you know and i hate using that word because it's just like any fucking word that i use is tagged to some fucking other thing that's like oh you must think this like no i'm using the words elites i just because... want to make sure you're not trying to say jews <laughs> well come on, obviously come on read between the lines here dude <laughs> <laughs> they they <coughs> the fuck was i even talking about oh they went too far because it was it was okay to take out a guy like alex jones because he had he had a large voice large platform but at the end of the day it was only yeah. a certain group of people people that listened bro everyone not i don't mean everyone is in every person but every group of people fucks with him mm-hmm. white people black people Immigrants, fucking gay people, trans people, straight people, comedians, actors, musicians, fighters. Everyone fucks with Rogan. Mm-hmm. So for you to try to come out and take him, you just united us. In a, you've spent so long dividing us along those uh, along those lines. Uh, you're this person. You're in this group. That then you came for the one guy that I was like, no, 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 hold on, one second. I fuck with Rogan. <laughs> you're trying to tell me Rogan's bad? Now... I could see this kind of being like a kind of pendulum swing in the other direction. Mm. Either they're going to succeed. And this is the problem I have with pussy corporations too. The fact that, again, you don't fucking concede. It's like we talked about Sundance. What they did, and apparently I asked just a brief update on that. I got to ask Alex more about this. But apparently he was saying he disputed the thing. It was on his friend's credit card. Mm -hmm. They disputed the payment. Sundance had 15 days to like argue the dispute. And then if they didn't, then they got to keep the money. He hasn't heard from his friend whether or not they did. Mm-hmm. And that time span has long passed at this okay. point. Um, so either his friend just has the money and hasn't Venmoed him the, the half. Mm-hmm. Or, spot, or they're uh, suing her. Or, yeah, or, or, <laughs> yeah, or they're fucking, or they did argue the dispute and they, they lost their money. But what, what we were talking about on that was how Sundance was basically saying, or not saying anything. That was their thing. They just they were accused of something, and then instead of apologizing for it or acknowledging that they did something wrong, they just didn't say anything. They were just like because once you acknowledge it, you've you've conceded in in some way that you have actually done something worth apologizing for. Yeah. So and once you've done that, it's like when you're in a boxing match and you land a punch. And then you can always see when people are boxing, they land that one punch and it's like, oh shit. And then they go try to get a flurry, try to catch him off guard. And it's like the mistake that Joe made there was he apologized for something that everyone already knew was the case. We don't think you're a racist. People don't think you're a racist. Like 
they're, and the people that are attacking you for being racist, they also don't think you're racist. They want you off that platform for other reasons. And so they're not looking for you to grow from this. They're not looking for you to become a better person who has learned and had a growing experience and now understands this thing better than you did 10 years ago. No, what they want is to fucking remove you. That's what they want. No, what they want is the $100 million Spotify deal for themselves. <laughs> yes. And the minute you fucking even give a little bit and be like, hey, you've shown, A, you've gotten to me, you've gotten through my armor, and now you're in my head, and now you've in some way legitimized your cause by forcing me to do this thing, mm-hmm. and your cause is not legitimate. Your cause is not coming from a good place. So that's why Sundance... Uh, never wound up giving refunds to people because they never, that's why Trump got away with all the shit he said because he never fucking said he's sorry. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but if you're gonna, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because <laughs> now you're gonna fucking come get me. I'm not sorry, but that's the way it really works. And you can do that when you're being a piece of shit, but also you should do that when you're not being a piece of shit. Don't apologize for something that's not wrong and don't apologize to someone that's not interested in whether or not it's right or wrong but they're coming after you for some other bullshit they're jealous of your fame they don't want your message being out there because it conflicts with their message and what they're able to make money off of that was a mistake so again this isn't going to work i think and then it'll be the next thing if they're stupid They'll come at it from another angle. They might come at it from a transphobic angle. They might put together a pop a compilation of him talking about the transgender fighters and being a woman and talking to Ben Shapiro and being, can you be a guy or a girl? They're going to keep on trying these angles, but the mm-hmm. problem is, is that they've underestimated the general public as thinking that we are that fucking stupid. And this is why I kind of love this because you really are kind of seeing that unified, that unified front of people just being like, no, dude, fuck you. Fuck you. And they kind of showed their hand a little bit. That's all I had to say about Rogan. Anything to add? That's all we had to say. Mm. Spotify, if you guys need another uh, exclusive podcast, our our DMs are open. Yeah, if you guys want to add us and then immediately remove us, that'd be great. Yeah. Anything to make us bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything to get any sort of publicity. <laughs> Honestly, put us on Spotify. We'll start saying the N-word. Yeah, we will. Just pay we'll... us a little bit more money because... <laughs> You have to pay for that. We're going to get fired from our jobs. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I'm never playing at the point again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, other than that, the Winter Olympics are apparently happening. So I hear. Yeah, something. I put on like snowboarding the other night at like two in the morning because I was like, I don't know what the fuck else to do. I watched it for like 10 minutes and I was like, all right, back to YouTube. Dude, no, <laughs> one, fucking... no one's watching it. It's apparently the worst. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's like the worst Olympics ever. Um, it's in Beijing, of course, and you know, like the fucking athletes are being held in like like these weird, like weird, like pods and shit like that, where they're like, you're seeing like more mess ups and things like, cause they're like not allowed to do anything. They're being fed like yeah. weird ass fucking like cheap school lunch food while like they're McDonald's there. And shit. They had this one really depressing, uh, shot camera shot where like it showed like the, the, the ski jump slope mm-hmm. and then they zoomed out. And this big fuck. Have you seen this, by the uh, way? Oh, yeah, like the big nuclear reactor. Yeah, and it's and just shit. like in the middle of this nuclear wasteland. Yeah. And it's like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. And it's so just like, like, yeah, where else are we going to put it? Yeah, we're going to yeah, put this it in the- empty space right here. Yeah, there was a meltdown a few years back. Should be good now. Yeah, the nuclear wasteland. That's where we do the ski jumps. You'd think it'd be hotter there, but it actually, it's a nuclear winter. It's very cold, so the <laughs> snow doesn't melt. <laughs> Look, dude, <laughs> it's not even snow. <laughs> we don't it's know what it is. 
actually a bunch of people that died. If you want a perfect example of a world without, I'm going to call a world without color, a world without people being allowed to think freely and say things that may be considered controversial. There's a world without Joe Rogan. Dude, look, I'm sorry to say, look at fucking China. Look mm. at the that ideology. Look at Chinese Joe Rogan. Yeah, they don't have one. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> Fucking look at that. Look at that landscape. You just see how like you have the most boring Olympics ever. You have all these fucking, you have, I, I can't even describe it. I didn't really put any thought into this before I brought it up. So I don't really have much to say about this at all. Other than like there is this intangible sense that you get from watching the Olympics this year. If you have chosen to, which apparently most people haven't because it's the lowest rated Winter Olympics in history, I think, or at least in like decades where like nobody's paying attention because of the way it's being run and the way it's but being also, like, done. But also like the real Olympics just happened this year too, right? Or yeah. Or like last year? Yeah, but you would Because they were put off? But you would think the Winter Olympics would still... It's a completely different set of sports. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think the same audience that watches the Winter is the same that watches the regular. I don't think there's a different audience. And I think the only reason people really watch it is because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, this is happening again. This is like a every four years this happens. You don't really see this that often. Yeah, but like, you know, I watch the Super Bowl every year. A year is a long time. Yeah, You know, like, you watch a new season of your favorite show every year. It's not like I'm like, oh, I watched... I watched the uh, fucking The Hills last season. I don't need to watch it this season. I saw it like last year. It's like, dude, like if something's good, you're going to watch it. I mean, I th- I think of it as like a special event. It's like something that doesn't happen that often and when it does, it's special and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'll watch a little bit of this." I mean, that's how the Super Bowl is for me. I don't watch football every week, but I'll probably yeah. catch a little bit of the Super Bowl just because it's a special event. Oh uh, yeah, dude. I got a I got a soft commit from you at the at the fucking lounge, the Celeski Lounge. I might stop in for a bit. That's a hard yes in my book. A hard yes. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, dude, Olympics fucking suck. I feel sorry for the people there. I feel sorry for the people watching it, dude. And, uh, you know, what are you going to fucking do? Go USA. Go USA, baby. And um, if you want to... You know, hire us to say the N-word at LFTS Podcast. <laughs> N-words for sale. In the DMs. <laughs> N-word for hire. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify, the offer's open. Um, They're listening. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's about it. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. But like, my mind's fried today. I was in a long edit session all day. I don't know, dude. We're good. We've been running. We got a long run time on this episode, dude. Perfect. We so both we can, had to blow off some steam can, from our other episode over the weekend. We can, uh, you know, close out of this and then get back to watching those docs. Yes, sir, folks. Check out your boy at sophomore MD, the band that is on Instagram. Check us out, sophomore on Spotify. Uh, we got a new song coming out, probably late March. I'm shooting for late March. Could be early February, if I'm being realistic and honest, which I'm not. Uh, so, you know, springtime. I'm hoping to get this nice spring, fun, uh, you know, little uncharacteristically not, you know, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Mel- me- Melodious? Or? Me- it's like a word that starts with a, um M that's like, meaning like, just like, Melancholy. Melancholy. An uncharacteristically unmelancholy, fun spring, uplifting jam. 
coming at you. Those icy winter yeah. hearts. You know, we're not going to bring you another fucking news esque sad boy emo tickle me emo song. We're hitting you with a little fucking fun jam in April. It's going to be cool. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're playing at the horse. If you're listening now, tonight or yesterday, I don't know when I'm releasing this. Um, uh, every second Friday of the month, the horse you came in on from 10 to close. That's the band. Catch me personally at Jimmy Seleski at Perennial in Towson every single Tuesday from 5 to 8.30 and every single Wednesday with Jason Heiser on the drums at the horse you came in on from 8.30 to 12.30 post-midnight. Uh, we got coming up, dude. Fucking, I don't think anything. I'm helping film or do audio on a sketch with Josh in a couple weeks, I think. But mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Dopelioso, baby. With Josh Cuderna. Mm-hmm. My man. And just heading down the street. Classic good dude. But yeah, at Eric Glazer on everything. Uh, for when I do rarely post in my story on Instagram. You are, um, And then, yeah, at LFTS Podcast on everything. Follow us on, you know, your podcast platform. Follow us on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Give Follows us a little looky-loo on TikTok. The Joe Rogan Experience Network. Check us out on that as well. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to, folks. You're going to want to. Experience our Rogan on Joe. <laughs> folks, uh, if only I could pull up this song. Oh, no. Try to do Thog Sog. Yeah, but I'm going to cut out this part of me not pulling it up. Ready? On the count of three. Three, two, one. Till next week, folks. Peace. Check it out. Who that dress so scandalous? And you know when I'm can handle it. So you're shaking that thing like who's the ish with the look in your eyes so devilish. Uh, you like to dance all the hip hop spots and you cruise to the cruise like an actor dot. Not just urban, she liked the pop cause she was living la vida loca.